Hey, good morning. Thanks for being with us again today as we continue in our time in James. We're going to pick up the day in James chapter 4. I'm glad that you're taking a few minutes to, uh, to reflect with us uh, as we either through watching this video on social media or on YouTube or through podcasting. I'm thankful that you're that you taking a few minutes to unpack um, unpack a, um, James with us. So, um, you know, if you if you have any suggestions for other things we can do, our time together. I've thought about maybe having some conversations about scripture with some people. I've been pestering Holly, uh, maybe sitting down with me sometime to talk about scripture with me. Uh, I know y'all love to hear from um, the smarter Stoddard. So, um, but anyway, uh, just I'd love any feedback you have about what we can do to make these uh, more engaging. Um, be sure to share these with friends, either through social media or through um, if you find them worthy. Now, if you don't, you know, just ignore them. I guess just unsubscribe. But uh, I hope you are getting something out of this. So today we're going to be in um, James chapter um, 4, verses 1 through 10. James 4, 1 through 10. These conflicts and disputes among you, where do they come from? Do they not come from your cravings that are at war within you? You want something and you do not have it, so you commit murder. You covet something you cannot obtain, so you engage in disputes and conflicts. You, have, you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly in order to spend what you get on your pleasures. Adulterers, do you not know that friendship with the world is, in, is, in, is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy to God. Are you supposed that it is for nothing that the scripture says, God yearns jealously for the spirit that he has made to dwell in us. But he gives all the more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your heads, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy into dejection. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will exalt over you. Okay. So James here is saying, you've got conflict among you. you, you there, there, there's conflict in your church. There's conflict in your life. There's conflict in your families. Where's this conflict coming from? It says, Do not, does not this conflict come from your cravings that are at war within you? You want something and can't have it, so you murder. You want you covet something, you cannot obtain it, so you just have disputes and conflict. You do not have because you do not ask. You do not ask receive because you ask wrongly. In other words, so much of this conflict that's happening in these churches is happening because of their coveting, their desiring, and they're wanting things that aren't theirs. And this is coming from evil and wrong desires. That's why he says friendship with the world is 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 enmity with God. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore. Whoever wishes to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Okay, that's that's strong language, y'all. If you if you desire friendship with God, I mean friendship with the world, you're an enemy of God. That's that's strong because when you when you look at Jesus' life, do we not see Jesus himself um, as a friend of sinners and tax collectors? Remember in Luke where it says they grumbled against him because he ate with sinners and tax collectors. So how do we reconcile Jesus' life where he seemed to be a friend of the lowly and the weak and the and the tax collectors and the adulterers and Jesus? Seems to cast a wide net of those who, who he, he let in with with um, with uh, James here saying friendship with the world is enemy with God. What do we do with that? I think what it's important for us to see, and I think what he's trying to get at here, he says, "Do not they come from your cravings that are at war within you?" Jesus had a variety of friendships and of relationships in his life. And he had a variety of people that he loved on, loved with, loved on and worked with. 
But what was his motivation? What was within him? And what was within him is the fact that he knew that he came to reconcile the world to the Father. That he came to die for the sins of the world. That he came to redeem the lost. That he came to restore the broken. That he came to bring life to all who, who, who desired life in his name. He came to seek the last, the least, and the lost. He came so that all the world could know Jesus. So that all the world could know the Father. He came to reconcile the world to himself. Okay. So, his motivation was to convert into love and to make sure people loved. What we see here in this passage, friendship with the world is enmity between God. This is not talking about individuals, but this is talking about the worldly values. What we see earlier, um, where you have this, in very, and we talked yesterday about this, where you have that bitter envy and selfish ambition, that is worldly. That's that worldly wisdom. He says here, these conflicts and disputes, notice he usually says the word disputes again in verse, in verse two. These disputes, they're coming out of that worldly desire, that worldly wisdom, that worldly conflict of wounding, of pride and selfishness and lust and power and these things. So for us as Christians, we have to ask ourselves, what's within us? What's within us? And if what is within us is not that will of God, if what is within us is not that spirit of God, if what is within us is not that wisdom that I talked about yesterday that produces gentleness within us, but if what is within us is that envy or that pride or that selfishness or that desire to, 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 to get what I want and what's best for Andy, if that's what's within me and that a desire to love, and to serve and to give, to love my neighbors, to love myself, to lay down my life for Jesus, to tell others about Jesus. If my motivation is simply for what profits me and what I can get out of it and what's best for me, instead of being obedient to God and what God desires for me, then where's my heart rooted? Where's my heart rooted at that point? If I'm only desiring what's best for Andy and what Andy wants, what Andy desires and Andy's victory or Andy's whatever, then do I have friendship with the world instead of friendship with God? Where's my life found? What is my heart settled on? If I'm only desiring, y'all, the, 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 I can give you a, a, a very easy process to winding up alone in life. Alone with no one turning your friends against you, your family, your neighbors. Completely and utterly alone. It's very easy to do. It really is. All you do is live for yourself. Live for only for what you want. Live only for your desires. Live only for your dreams and your wants and your stuff. Live only for you. And if you live only for you, in time you will push away, push everyone away. If you're living only for you, you'll push everyone away in time. That's friendship with the world. 
when we're not living for Jesus, when we're not living for what God wants. Because y'all, here's the thing. It says that you don't have because you don't ask. If we were to truly walk by God's path, truly walk by God's life, we're going to actually find more life there, more peace there, more hope there, more life there in Jesus Christ than we'd find anywhere in the world. So if you conquer the world, Alexander wept, for there were no more worlds to conquer. We conquer the world completely and have everything we could ever want, lacking for nothing. We pushed away everyone who loves us, then what have we gained? Nothing. If we are full of division and murder and disputes and conflict, but we get all that we want, then what have we gained? Nothing. But if we humble ourselves, do nothing out of jealousy, but only for what the Spirit, when we submit ourselves to God and we resist the devil, when we draw near to God, we'll cleanse our hands, we purify our hearts, we lament, we find life in Jesus. That's so much better than anything we could ever desire in the world. So, y'all, the devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. We have to understand that the devil's a liar. He tells us that by getting what we want, we find life. James today tells us, no. By submitting yourself to Jesus, you find life. By humbling yourself before God, you find life. By living for him, you find life. If we become friends with the world and seek to gain everything we could ever want, but we're not living for God, We've gained nothing, nothing, nothing. But when we humble ourselves before God and live submitting to him, living his life and his path, we find life. Today, let's love each other. Let's love God. Let's find deeply rooted in our hearts our desire to submit to God, to live for him, to love him. And if we do that, y'all, then we'll find, we'll find all the life we could ever want. Thanks for being with us. Start on uh, Monday. We're going to pick up with um, verse 11, just a couple short verses Monday. So Monday we'll be back at it with James chapter 4, verse 11. Have a great weekend. I hope you uh, enjoy yourself, and we'll see you Monday morning. Thanks for being with us. <music>